Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. Amen. Welcome the people around you. Say, you're welcome to a lovely time of thanksgiving. Hallelujah. And those who are watching at home, you're welcome to a lovely time of thanksgiving in Jesus' name. And so our Bible study today, uh, we're, not, we're on 1 Corinthians, but I'm not going to do that today. Uh, I'm going to dedicate it to this uh, teaching on thanksgiving. Uh, thanksgiving is spiritual and sacrifice uh, <clears throat> to bless and to refresh God. That's really what it is, you know. When we give thanks to God, we're making a sacrifice both to uh, but spiritual and we're going to see in a minute, some of it is physical, but most of it is spiritual. Sacrifices to bless God and refresh God. Now, that I remember when I was a young Christian, I read that thing. It was in Luke chapter 24. I believe it's in verse 53. And it says, you know, they were praising and blessing God. And it occurred to me, I said, how can a man bless God? God's too big. What are you going to give God? You know, even the book of Hebrews said that without contradiction, the, uh, the less is blessed of the better. And certainly we're not better than God. So how in the world can we bless God? And as I dug deeper into the word over the years, I began to understand what he meant, that we were going to refresh God. We were going to um, uh, minister to God. And this is very important to God. Uh, of all the prayers we pray, we, this prayer of thanksgiving is the one primarily that ministers to God. In all the other prayers we pray, it is God who is ministering to and through us. But in thanksgiving, we uh, minister to God. And the reason is, uh, is deep in the scripture, but it's there. Uh, let's start by looking at Psalm 50. Psalm 50. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Psalm 50. And uh, thank you, Lord Jesus. We're going to look at verse 14 to start with. Psalm 50. There we go. This concept of thanksgiving is a thread that runs throughout the entire Bible. Uh, the Apostle Paul in particular uh, places great emphasis on thanksgiving. And he, must, he did it by revelation for a reason. He said that, you know, in everything give thanks. He says, you know, pray without ceasing in everything, give thanks. And that may look 
practically uh, impossible and impractical because there's some when you're in certain situations the last thing you want to do is give thanks but with the understanding that god will give us as we share the word we'll begin to understand why he said so and what the effect uh would be another scripture that's just popping into my mind uh, is in colossians chapter 4 verse 2 he said continue in prayer watch in the same with thanksgiving it is even when you're praying thanksgiving should be something that should constantly be flowing in your heart i heard somebody say and i believe uh, really this is the crux of the matter say that it is an attitude of gratitude a lot of people do not have an attitude of gratitude what does it mean to have an attitude of gratitude it means to constantly be appreciative of the good things god has given you many people spend all their time well maybe not all but a great majority of the time either grumbling or complaining or murmuring and i want to point out this at the heart level you may not you may not grumble outwardly in fact some people can even say thank you oh oh thank you thank you but in their heart in their heart they are dissatisfied you know and that's why i'm getting ahead of myself but i'm just going to flow with the holy spirit you know that is why the bible talks about giving thanks well it means that there is a way i can say thank you and it's not done properly Otherwise, he would not say giving thanks well. You know, he, he said, you know, verily thou givest thanks well. So it's possible to say thank you, but the attitude inside is not yet right. You do not have an internal attitude of gratitude. Everybody say attitude of gratitude. That's more important than even the words you say. It's more important than the songs you sing. You can sing the right songs, you can say the right words, and internally, you still do not have an attitude of gratitude. There's something that is terribly wrong with this present generation. They call them Gen Z. <laughs> you know, uh, most of the people who are born, you know, say from 1990 downwards, you know. Uh, but I, I don't think it's, a, it's unique to them. I think you've always had it. It's just that probably we see it more now in the earth because the generation that was born at the time of the internet, of instant coffee, instant, everything is instant, 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 you know. And many, and at that time, uh, um, uh, Satan, you know, had put this wrong and foolish culture into the Western world when I say West, I'm talking about the United States, England, you know, and most of Western Europe, that you shouldn't beat your children. You know, when we were, when I'm, I'm 63 years old, by the grace and the mercy of God, well, I'm going to be, yeah, I'm going to be 64, <laughs> you know, in May, by the grace and the mercy of God. When we were kids, you know, in our childhood years, beating was not a, there was no debate about it. Both here 
and abroad. Uh, Pastor Wally went to school in England, you know, uh, you know, up to secondary school. He, he came to Nigeria when he was about 13 or 14 years old. Even in his school, they used to beat him, you know. He even showed me the school is near one tube station, you know, <laughs> you know, in England. You went past, we passed the place. Pastor, that, that was the school I went to. You know, they used to beat them. They had, they had canes inside the, in, in the, you know, the headmaster would beat you if you were wrong and all that. You know, it didn't kill us. And it certainly did not bend our personality. Here I am standing in front of you. My personality is not bent. You know, um, my mom passed on recently and I was given a tribute to her. You know, those years, you know, when we were growing up, you know, because my parents were divorced when I was very young. You know, so my mom, the first few years, my mom brought us up as a single parent. You know, my mom used to beat me. Beat me. You know, but not, not, not. There was never child abuse. You know, but there was a healthy fear. That if you did anything wrong, you know. I remember as, as, as children, you know, when I was six years old, seven, eight, nine. We, you know, we used to have toys, jigsaw puzzle, uh, all this uh, Lego, American bricks, and all kinds of things. And many times, you know, you'd be playing, you know, with your stuff, you know, either in your room or in the, in the, in the, the one corner in the sitting room. You're building something, building a car, or you're building, you know, a house or something with a Lego and all of that. And your our concentration is, you know, you want to do it properly, you know, and then you hear mommy's car. My mother, you know, she's coming from the office or wherever, you know, and we just hear the horn. Beep, 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 beep. Ah! Hey. Immediately. Immediately. We pack all of, because she doesn't like the house untidy. You know? So we will pa- I pack all of that thing, make sure I put it neatly. If I had comics or books around, you know, because if she comes in and she sees the place untidy, she's going to beat you. What did it do? It made me disciplined. It made me have a sense of, you know, um, um, uh, responsibility. We had servants. We had houseboys. We had housegirls. We had servants in the house. But there were certain things you had to do by yourself. You know, you have to make your bed. Even though we had servants in the house, they don't make your bed for you. And mommy will come and check. And if it's not done, she will beat you. She had this stick artillery. He said, Pastor, what has this got to do with Thanksgiving? Everything. But from about 1980, I don't know, one guy wrote one book, one Dr. Spock. I was even reading about it on the internet recently. I think his own children died or something. His story was a bad story. You know, this guy who recommended that, oh, you should stop beating children, that it bends their personality. And all of that. I'm going somewhere with all of this. What happened was that the generation that imbibed that wrong understanding and culture and did not discipline the children, you know, and no longer beat them and all of that when it was necessary. With the Bible says, the Bible says that, you know, it says, train up a child which way you should go when he's old, he won't depart from it. And our scripture says, you know, he says, let not thy soul spare for his crying. He said, beat him and you will deliver his soul from hell. True. 
The Bible is a manufacturer's handbook. You can't know more than the person who made you. And he now said we should do that. But there was a generation, I don't know, say from 1980s, I don't, you know, I didn't do it with my own children anyway because I was here in Nigeria, thank God. In England, I beat your child, they phone police, and then they come and arrest you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. God forbid. That will never happen in Nigeria. Uh, we have corruption, of, but those are, there are some laws that we never, that we never see the light of day in Nigeria. Because of the good culture, you know, that we have. Anyway, uh, 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 this generation grew up now because they, they, were, they were not beaten with a sense of expectancy. Entitlement. They were, you know, so if they want anything, you give it to them. You know, if the, if the child is crying, they say, ah, just give him what he wants. So he will stop crying because you can't beat him. So they grew up with a sense of entitlement and a lack of attitude of gratitude. So when you give them things, they expect it. When they don't get it, they're angry. And they have a wrong attitude. So a whole generation has been brought up, maybe unconsciously, Without an attitude of gratitude. They, they have a sense of entitlement. Daddy must do this. Mommy must do that. You know, all my friends in school have this. So I must have the same. And that kind of thing. And it, it is, it's a horrible attitude. Sadly, it's like a osmosis. You know, it has seeped into a lot. Because you know, it's in culture, you see. So, into the minds and the emotions of many of our uh, younger generation. And that's why they do not have an attitude of gratitude. Rather, they have a sense of entitlement. And they feel it's their right. It's their right to do this. It's their right to do that. And it's very common now here about human rights. (laughs) You know, even the children... You know, come and start talking to the adults anyhow in the, in the United Nations, you know, on, on, on climate. Now, of course, I agree that we have to do something about the climate, but you don't talk to your seniors like that. But it's, it's, and, 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 and they're celebrated. It's a big problem. This understanding should cure it. Psalm 50, verse 14. Offer unto God. I didn't hear you thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the most high everybody say thanksgiving then say vows say thanksgiving then say vows you didn't get it i said thanksgiving and then say vows thanksgiving is the spiritual aspect that's a spiritual sacrifice the vow is the physical aspect that's where you pick if you if you promise that you are going to give 1000 naira you come and bring the 1000 naira that's the vow so they go hand in hand. But the, 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 the foundation is the spiritual, is the thanksgiving. And it's a spiritual sacrifice. Look at First Peter chapter 2. But I had to, and I'm still going to deal with it again, you know, deal with the echo of the inner attitude. That thing is so important. 
it is so you can sing you can say thank you but your attitude may not have what be one of gratitude because you may think or be thinking in your mind that i should have more than what they've given me of course you won't say that outside but that's what if you have that you got to change it don't come here today with an attitude of entitlement and this is very true in our relationship with god Maybe we feel God has not done for them what he should have done. Or as much as he should have done. Thank you. Yes, you saved me. But, you know, I still have not got this. I have not got that one. This one has not yet happened. This one, anyway, praise God. Let's just thank God. Shout. Hello. If I just got your number, give the Lord a wave offering. <laughs> Amen. Hello, somebody. The Holy Ghost speaking through me. Look at First Peter chapter 2 and look at verse 5. You also, read after me, you also as living stones are built up a what? Spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer everybody scream it, spiritual sacrifices. Acceptable. This is in contrast with the physical animal sacrifices of the old testament you see in the old testament the sacrifice was both spiritual and physical because david talked about offering thanksgiving and david and many of the people in the old testament who had revelation understood that if you just sacrifice an animal and you know say god knows it's not we're really here in psalm 50 god is not satisfied is that's not what is the spiritual thanksgiving but that was the law at that time. But in the New Testament, we do, where Jesus' sacrifice has taken care of all the physical animal sacrifices. So what we have now are spiritual sacrifices. And thanksgiving is a spiritual sacrifice. Look at uh, Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13 and... Uh, it says, it's very clear there in Hebrews, in verse 15, beautiful scripture. Again, this is Paul. You know, I quoted the other two he mentioned. He mentioned in Colossians, First Thessalonians. Here it says, by him therefore, I didn't hear you. By who? By Jesus. By him therefore, let us offer the sacrifice to pray, of praise to God once in a while. I said once in a while, when you're feeling good, when everything in your life is going well, continually, this is the New Testament, the attitude of gratitude and thanksgiving should continually be in your heart. Continually. And, and, and the reason is not far-fetched. If the Yorubas have a, one, one of our best uh, proverbs, uh, we have a lot of good ones. It says, In our language, that means that the person who knows how to think deeply will be uh, appreciative. He'll, be, he'll have an attitude of gratitude. You know? when? Why does he say this? If you know if you understand what Jesus did for you, 
Even if he doesn't do anything else for you in this life, you should always be grateful. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Oh, yes. If, now it's not his will and he's not going to do that, but I'm just saying this. You know, if he didn't heal you again, if he did not give you prosperity, if he did not give you a husband, if he didn't give you children, if he doesn't do that, but the fact that he saved you from sin and he's taking you to heaven is enough for you to have an attitude of gratitude throughout your life. Now, of course, he's done much more than that. But that is why we need to be able to give thanks to God continually. Irrespective of my present physical situation. Irrespective of whether uh, uh, what I prayed for, the answer has come or not. Or whether he has given me this or he has not given me that. A lot of people, if one or two things don't, have not yet happened, they don't have an attitude of gratitude anymore. Hello? Or what I term... Let, let me look at one more scripture, then I'll come. I'll come. I don't want to lose my thought. Let, let me just say, you know, what I term insufficient gratitude. I was actually meditating on this. I wrote an article on this some year. I, I preached it, you know, some years ago. You know, maybe we should dig it out for the uh, daily rima. You know, and uh, it's about Hezekiah. Hezekiah was sick and he was going to die. And God sent Isaiah the prophet to him. And he turned to the wall and he cried. And he asked God to, you know, to, to heal him. And God heard his prayer and sent the prophet back and gave him 15 years. Now, at this time, he was only, he was a young man, relatively young. You know, he was in his 30s or something. He actually died very young. He died at 55, which was certainly not the will of God. And you will understand the reason why. So, God heals him. Then, you know, he's blessed. And, you know, he, some material things, God blesses him. Then, the people come from Babylon to come and, you know, uh, commiserate with him. And rejoice with him on the fact that he's been healed. He has an attitude of showing off pride so he goes to show them all the treasures of his house the prophet gets to hear about it and he's very angry not the prophet but god through the prophet and he says who are these men he said they've come from babylon he said what have you shown i've shown them everything he said hmm the day is going to come when they will come from babylon and they will, all these treasures you show them, they're going to take them away in captivity to Babylon. Hezekiah doesn't care. He said, oh, well, okay, so long as it's not when I'm alive. What a selfish, self-centered, you know. But if you go and read the scriptures, I don't have time to go to all of the scriptures. But you can go and check them out. Uh, you look for that scripture where it says... Uh, he did not give to God according to the measure of the blessing that he got. You know, something like that. Look for it. But while you're looking for that, yes, he says, oh, there'll be peace in my days. And then he, he gives thanks to God. Even after he was healed, he had a son. So he gave thanks, but he didn't give thanks well. Because the attitude in his heart 
hadn't yet, was not yet good enough. I, I, I called, I, I wrote that, you know, I preached that message many years ago. Insufficient gratitude. You're grateful, all right. But not sufficiently. Not to the extent of the blessing that God gave you. I you know the reason why you haven't thought. Oh, Ronu, I'm saying it in a language. When monuro, I'm In other words, you, you, if you think deeply about what God has done for you, then it should be commensurate to the level of gratitude, to the degree of gratitude you should render. And that is a big problem today. Like I said, uh, we have a whole generation who uh, have a, they have a sense of entitlement. Second Chronicles 32.25 I want everybody to read this scripture because you are going to give thanks well today. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you and God bless you.